Hello and welcome for the final time to a Judge's Guide uh, podcast preview of the 2021 Cheltenham Festival. This is previewing Friday's action, Gold Cup Day, one of the best days in the racing calendar, one that the whole uh, racing world looks forward to. And three members of said racing world are with me now. It's uh, former racehorse owners, Rob Alexander and Martin Fagan. Hi, Church. Don't, thanks for that reminder. <laughs> That's all right. Hello, oh, Church. Fuck you. Uh, and, uh, <laughs> I don't know if you've ever owned a horse fake, um, uh, barns, but I know that you've bet on plenty. <laughs> a key member of the racing world. Church, what you got to realise is Barnes is from Blackpool, so he's probably rode a few horses, hasn't he? On the uh, yeah. rode a few rode a few donkeys on the beach. Rode a few donkeys <laughs> on the beach, and then occasionally he'd go down the pleasure beach. There'd be well. a few good nellies uh, on Blackpool, bro. I tell you. Indeed. So, <laughs> yeah, he is. so we are going to crack through all of that awful chat uh, and start with the triumph hurdle, possibly sponsored by your friend of mine, JCB, one of the preeminent. Uh, tractor and uh, heavy goods makers. Uh, it's the triumph hurdle. Your fab is seven to four. It is Zanhaya, Zanhaya, uh, Tritonic, Zanahir, lovely, thank you. Tritonic is your two to one second fab. They are joint in a couple of places. Uh, Quixios is your four to one third fab. Uh, Adagio in at eight, 12 to one, bigger the rest. Uh, it's a pretty, pretty sparse field. For the triumph hurdle, Rob. The, yeah. the two, I mean, you, you got three at the front that look to be, uh, well, so, certainly fancied more than the rest. If you were to pick one of those three, where where's your fancy? I've been I'm in an iron about this, but I do think it's certainly the the right favourite now uh, in Zanni here. There was a moment recently with all the other things that have been going on. Zanni here was previously trained by Gordon Elliott, as was. Quilixios. Uh, after Tritonic won the Adonis at Kempton in pretty good style, uh, very good style, uh, it went fab for a bit. But I think the market's kind of settled down and they certainly have the correct favourite in Zana here. Like the performance uh, I go back to is his grade three win at Fairy House, where he just absolutely decimated uh, a reasonable looking field there and then backed it up again at Leopardstown at Christmas. It just looks like the ultimate professional for a, a four-year-old hurdler and yeah, would probably be the one to side with. I think Quilixios has achieved uh, similar uh, and possibly of those three is a tad overpriced uh, and in terms of anything at a bigger price, like at the moment we're looking at a very small field. There's, I think, a maximum of nine that are actually going to end up running in the race. And if we do get nine, I do think that tax for max for Willie Mullins could be uh, an interesting each way bet. Formerly high class flat horse uh, in Germany. I thought he ran a remarkable race on, on debut uh, a few weeks ago uh, in the uh, grade three at Ferry House. Just 
absolutely was keen and pulled pulled so hard for about a mile and a half to finish as close as he did and finish as well as he did really showed that he has certainly has loads more to offer and he actually jumped pretty well uh, I am slightly concerned about the small field but yeah he'd be the one that would take at a massive price I'm not going to have a big bet in this race but yeah, the favourite's correct, and Tax for Max can can maybe get involved at a, a bigger price. Tax for Max can get 25 to 1 three places. Lovely stuff. Martin Fagan, uh, the Triumph Hurdle. Do you agree with Rob that Zana here is, is worthy, Fav? Yes. I I feel like the whole four days, all, we, all we've done is just agree, agree with each other. But yeah, I um, I, do, <laughs> I do agree with Barnes. Uh, Zana uh, here wins for me. Um, I don't think he's the greatest price now, like, but if we're talking about who's the best price out of the two at the top of the market, it's definitely it's definitely definitely Zana here, yeah. Um what Rob said about um Tax for Max, I can I can certainly see where he's coming from. If you go back if you go back to that race, it's sort of a race where Willie puts is not it like some people might think they're not his, his best novices, like his best four-year-olds or whatever, his best juveniles, but uh, last year in the race, he won the race with Bain and Victory and Hookup, who's now fab for the Mayor's Novice Hurdle, um, came third. So it's not a race where he just throws any old horse in. It's just like maybe they don't come to hand as soon or whatever. So I can I can certainly see what Rob's saying about Tax for Max. Um, Zana here has just looked like a a really above average juvenile the whole the whole uh, way through the season. I think his best. Well, not think definitely his best performance was uh, before Christmas at Fairy House when he just looked beyond belief. Like he, he was amazing that day at Fairy House. Um, I don't like Triton on it at all. Like look at the horses. I know Barnes said last year season he fancied solo. <laughs> Sorry, Barnes. Um, but no, like Tritonic, I know he was a good flat horse and stuff, and he, he looked did look good at Kempton, but uh, the time figure was I'm pretty sure the time figure wasn't great, and I'd be I, at the price two to one, two to one. I'd be willing to like look on the day for like three place, four place sort of thing, and I, I'd probably be laying him at that. Um, if you'd asked me a couple of weeks ago what my bet in this race was, it was going to be Calixios because I really liked his performance at Leopardstown. I thought the 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 track, the course and track of the Triumph would. Um, like the new course would really, really suit him. But again, as we've mentioned before, I think with Bally Adam and Envoy Allen with it, especially with these four-year-olds, I just don't know what the what the change in stable so close to Cheltenham would have done for him. So I've just gone a bit cold, cold on him kind of thing. So yeah, as uh, I agree with Rob in, in a lot of ways, but I don't really have a bet in this. Um, I do, I do think Zani Hill will, will win. And yeah, it, it it's probably going to be a, it's probably going to be another um, another small field because as we've seen today, there's, I think there's three. As we're speaking on Sunday, there's three three in this twelve that are already declared for the for the boodle. So yeah, it's probably going to be a small field, and Zana here is going to be a short price. I think he, I think he will win, but my bet will probably be Tritonic, Tritonic place lay because Tritonic place lay. Yeah. 
just because it's not it's not because I don't I don't think he's good enough to win or play so I just I just explain you have explained why previously. Yeah, I just think he's too <laughs> short. Just think uh, he's too think he's too short, Church Hatter. Barnes, your take on the triumph hurdle. I'm exactly with the boys here. I think Zana here is much bigger than he should be. I'd have him about five to four. I'd have Quillity as second in. And I'd have Tritonic a, a six to one third in. I mean He's, his jumping's been a bit sticky. The horse is beat twice. Is Casa Lupe, um, Gary Moores, who I don't think Moore rates as any higher than his top weight in the uh, Fred Winter. What's it called? Nassalam. Nassalam, yeah. yeah. And it's actually running at Stratford tomorrow rather than Cheltenham. The horse is beat twice. So um, that tells you all you need to know for me. He, he's jumping sticky. He was a good flat horse, but... Zanahir looks such a pro to me over hurdles. He jumped so well. His time um, at Ferry House was 10 seconds quicker than the Royal Bond, uh, which was won by Bally Adam. He's um, a 6 7 to 1 shot for the Supreme. I, I, I just think he's one of the bets of the week at about a 7 to 4 for me. Very good. Zanahir, one of the bets of the week. And Rob Locks a bit of tax for Max each way at bigger prices. That was a fascinating run tax for Max. I agree with Rob. Pulled, I, I, pulled for a mile and a half. It was an incredible to finish. Yeah, the course, it's hard to see him winning this race, but for what he, for what he did on that day was absolutely incredible yeah. to, to finish second after the way he'd pulled. I mean, I've never seen a horse pulled like that, so... Interesting. Um, he, he'd be one for the field. I would prefer definitely. a bigger field that was guaranteed a exactly, fast pace, yeah, yeah. but... Exactly. I still think he's interesting. But, um, yeah, he'd be one for the future for me. Nice. Well, that takes us on to the county handicap hurdle. <clears throat> and you've got to start with Martin Fagan when it comes to a handicap hurdle. Martin, the county, your field's led by third time Lucky, uh, who has been installed as Fab after Blue Lord got declared for what the Boodles, I guess, or for something. Good oh, yeah. one, the Supreme Jays. Come on. Oh, yeah, sorry. I can't remember. <laughs> Come on, Jays. Uh, Third time lucky is seven to one. Fab Ganapathy is also up there at seven to one. Bit eight's available. I've seen that entered into two or three other races. The Shunter again entered into a few other races. Uh, that is available at uh, eights. Eclair de, Bef- uh, de, uh, de Beaufort is available at twelve. Fifty ball. At 12. Nice, nice pronunciation check. Here it's fourteens and bigger than rest. Uh, I mean, the handicap hurdle, Fagan. I'd like to think that you're opposing the Fab. Am I right? Uh, yeah, I am. I am, Church. Um, you know, you know how much I love um, handicap ales, but there is one handicap ale throughout the whole season that just I, I have not got the greatest record in, and, and it is this. Um, right, I'll move on. No, no. I think I think honestly, the last time I backed a winner in this race was um, was 2011. I had a very small bet on final approach and. Still to this day, you watch the replay. I, I don't. I still to this day don't even think he won. Um, <laughs> uh, watch it back. Honestly, he doesn't look like he won on, on any replay, but apparently he did. I mean, mate, he was with me in the book. He's uh, he'd back the other thing. The McCoy always get me out of here, whatever. And uh, yeah, wound him up a bit. Josh, if you if you're listening, unlucky. But yeah, uh, it still doesn't still doesn't stop me trying to find a winner of this. So as Church, you just mentioned, then uh, I think the market leaders are what kind of pathy and. Third time lucky. Yeah. Um, they, they wouldn't be for me because if you go back to the stats of this race, um, horses uh, who have not run in a handicap hill before have got really bad, really bad record in this. I know uh, the winner last year, St. Ra, had never run in a handicap hill before, but 
he ran off 130 odd and he's at least a 155 or so he had a stone, stone and a half in hand. So that's that's a very, very rare occasion when you're going to get one like that. Um, I can see why Dirt and Lucky and Ganapati at the prices they are. The, the novices on what people look to be half decent marks. And if you just look through the history of this race, the winners of it are either Irish or trained by uh, Willie Mullins, Dan Skelton or Nichols. So I can completely see why Dan Skelton would have a short one and Mullins would have a short one. But uh, the two of the head of market are not for me at all. Uh, the one I, uh, I've got three I like. Uh, the main, I think, I think two of them are, quite close together but yeah one of them is Cade Boy for Elizabeth Doyle I don't know whether he's going to run but um, I've always liked I've always liked him uh, he's he's a great he's a great jumper uh, he meets Drop the Anchor who won the the big two mile handicap hurdle at Dublin Racing Festival he meets him here on well if they run on £11 better terms than when they both ran at I think it was fair yeah fairy house um, he jumps great, and I can just see in a race like this with he go a good pace. I can just see him just just travelling and jumping his way in, into contention. And at like twenty, I think he's twenty to one or twenty five to one. He look he looks he looks way overpriced to me because the race doesn't look strong at all. So as we speak, you can get twenty five to one in K Boy five places at Hills. Twenty to one is best elsewhere. Yeah, uh, me worry would be Church. He's been that price all week or the past two weeks so there's a, there's a fair chance he's probably he's probably not going to run but if he does run if he does run I think I'm pretty sure he's never been out never been out the first two in uh, in his in his career I think he's only had five or six runs never never been out the first two but this sort of race I know I know it suits if you do stay I'm not sure whether he's a strong stayer but he just he, he, uh, he travels and jumps so well I think he'd have a good chance in this uh, the second one I do like is the horse that came second at the Dublin Racing Festival behind Drop the Anchor, uh, Champagne Gold for Henry de Bromed. Uh, he ran off 132 that day and he is now 144. So I know a lot of people look at this and think £12 a lot. But you've got to think, as I said before, with the Boston Oscar, before he ran at Leopardstown off 132, he was probably already in the UK handicapper's mind. He was probably already 136, 137, or whatever. So he's gone up, he's gone up six or seven pounds for running second in a race where if you stop it just before the last, he looks like he's going to go away and, and clear away in a really competitive handicap and drop the anchor, comes and stays on like a train and, and beats him. Uh, Champagne Gold's got some good novice form as well. He, he got beaten a grade three hurdle behind Fakira and I, th- I think it was fire attack. I think they thought he was a bit of a stayer before this. They were running him over two and a half in a graded race. But for me, he's got the pace and he looks like a two-mile handicap hurdler to me. So if he runs Champagne Gold, he'd be of massive interest. And then well, I could... He's available, just let me tell you, very quickly, at 16 to 1 with four places at Bet Victor and Bet365, as well with at 14 to 1 as we speak, at five, uh, with five places at Sky Bet. Yeah, and then just one more. And like normally, you could ask me in years gone by, I could have named fucking ten in this sort of race. But yeah, there's only one more for me in this, and it's a um, strong glance. I I put him up to win the, um, I think it was the Great Wood or whatever at Cheltenham, and he disappointed that day. Yeah, he got beat 
fucking 20 lengths or whatever. But it was soft, it was soft ground. And I was, I was like, I couldn't believe how bad he, he ran that day. He's um he's now two pound lower than he was that day at Cheltenham. Um and I just think he need, he needs he needs better ground, he needs this sort of ground. He's in the last uh, last month of February, he ran twice at Linkfield in the um, jumpers bumpers. He won both of them and he looked really good, especially the last day when he beat uh, beat the judge. He just looked like a horse who's well handicapped when you look at his jump uh, bumpers, uh, jumper bumpers or whatever, and then look at what his handicap mark is over hurdles. I think a strongly run race on decent ground. I'd still be willing to give him a chance off one three one, and he is a nice price. I think he's like a thirty three chance or something like that. So. Who's that? A uh, strong, strong glance. Strong glance. It's Fagan's third tip for the county hurdle. Uh, and of course, as he says, that is coming in at 33 to 1 with five places at Hills currently, uh, 25s elsewhere. So, uh, David Bond, you've heard those three from Fagan. Can you give us anything else to add to our list for this race? There was one that jumped off page to me and that was a, a Claire de Bofo. He ran in the uh, Grand Annual last year <coughs> off 149 and he's going to run in this off uh, 139 this year. I, I couldn't work out how the English Handicap happened like that happened. I, I, I just thought he was definitely worth a win only bet at that price um, 12 to 1-ish. Eclair de Beaufort, uh, as I say, at the start of this, is 12 to 1 with five places, Paddy's and Hills. Yeah, he, he's run some bad races this year but the uh, Dublin Racing Festival. He showed a little bit last yeah, time. So on it, yeah. I, I just couldn't understand how he got that much in hand over hurdles, so I, I thought it was a good bet. Nice. See, Alden Urge, I haven't given up on it at all. He um, was a fancy for this last year, but he's the only one I've made in hurdles since and uh, not really done done a lot. But if he turns up and... Uh, He's got a decent jockey, and I'd be interested in him. Fair enough. That's CL Dinesh, who's available around 20s, a bit of 25s around. Rob, the county. Uh, yeah, I was going to put up one horse that Martin talked about quite a lot, uh, Champagne Gold. I think it's got an excellent an excellent chance. Run well in a handicap, on handicap debut. Uh, I think he's open to plenty of progress still. Uh that that run in the handicap was only his fourth ever start and coped well with the big field. Uh, is unproven on a sounder surface, but I think I think his breeding suggests that he'll able be able to handle that. I think he's yeah certainly a very interesting one at the prices for the county hurdle. That was the the one I found out, and again, as Martin was saying. Uh, Willie Mullins and Dan Skelton obviously have excellent records. So if you if you fancy one at the top of the market, trained by either of them, then that's fine as well. Fair enough. If you fancy one at the top of the market, then that is fine. But it's <laughs> champagne gold that both Rob and Martin Fagan like. Moving on to the third race of the final day of the festival, it's the Albert Bartlett Novices Hurdle. Excuse me, a bit of windy pops. Uh, your favourite is Statler, who comes in around four to one, a bit of nine to available with Bet Victor and Bet Fred. Fakiera is available at eleven to two. Barbados Bucks you can get at sixes alongside Tory Graf, Alaphilippe, 
uh, is eight to one. It's double figures and bigger. Well, well just double figures, I suppose. The rest. Uh, <laughs> Barnes, this looks to be relatively open. In front of the market, there are six, seven runners that are all sort of between four and eight to one, or six runners that are out at least. What What's your fancy here in the Albert Bartlett? You can move on from here, mate. This race confused the fuck out of me. I didn't have a clue, so... Okay. A confusing race for David Barnes. It, can the same be said for Robert Alexander? It is a bit confusing, particularly as... Yeah, it doesn't have the same uh, look as it as strong as last season's by any means. You've got a load of horses who've been kind of basically performing to more or less the same level, like... Fakira, I certainly would have been interested in that bigger prices looks desperate to step up to three miles finally. So I think all being well, he'll go well. Uh, you could say the trips don't lie of Fakira. You could say that. Yeah. <laughs> you could definitely say that. Fakira, Fakira. There he is. You would be a Churchill always comes up with it. What was the what was the classic you said a couple of years ago? It was 007, mate, and uh, well, 007. Uh, License to get up to Cheltenham Hill. Up to Cheltenham Hill, yes. Mm-hmm. But enough about me. <laughs> In terms of, like, you often hear people talking about the Albert Bartlett throwing up a surprise and. In terms of the strength and depth at the top of the market, which I don't think is is much at all. Like there's one there's one that's kind of interested me at uh, a bit of a bigger price, just purely purely based on price and the fact it's got form at the course earlier this season. A uh, horse called Streets of Doyen uh, for John McConnell. It looks a looks a thorough stayer. Uh, I think he put up a pretty good performance uh, at Cheltenham in October. Uh, his last run out must have been a pipe opener for this, running over less than two miles at Nace. Uh, where he ran okay, like he finished sixth or seven, but he he, he ran all right. Uh, better ground certainly seems to help. He beat. Four in Porter in a handicap by five lengths uh, earlier in the season at Gowron. Uh, his run at Cheltenham was good, beat Manila Encore. We'll need to jump a bit better than that, but for example, like in that Cheltenham race, he gave uh, Fergal O'Brien's horse Polish or Polish, I don't know which it is, uh, gave him three pounds, beat at six lengths, and that horse has certainly won since and run well in handicaps and is now rated in the high 130s, I think 137. Uh, I think this course will prove, the the new course will prove even better uh, in terms of stamina. And he'll be certainly one that sees out the trip really well. And yeah, I think around 25 to one looks, certainly looks fair for him anyway. And that is Streets Streets of Doyen. As you say, 25 to one is available for places as an enhancement with Paddy Power at 25 to 1, uh, which is lovely to see. Uh, Fagan, the Albert Bartlett, Rob had a kind word say for Fakira, uh, and obviously likes Streets of Doyen. What have you got for us? Uh, I'd be more of the opinion of Barnes, just not got a whole, not got a very strong opinion on this at all. Um, the one thing I'd say was Tory Graf is what, 5, 6 to 1, is he? For this, yeah, 6 to 1. one. 
I just think I just think it's I just think it's fucking criminal that he's got a mark of one four three, and he they didn't they didn't send him the Martin pipe. He was like sixteen. He was a sixteen chance for the pipe, and he he'd have been a very 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 strong bet in that off one four three. So yeah, I'm just a bit disappointed they've sent him here. I know I don't know a whole lot about these horses. If I was forced to pick one, I'd probably back uh, the Gavin Cromwell horse, Vanilla Vanilla. Yeah. I think he's 25 chance, but you can get 25s uh, indeed, 25 to one. Yeah, but it'd be it'd be the smallest bet, it'd be the smallest bet of ever. Like, I, I, I'm That's not a great, not a great fan of this race, so yeah, no, no bet really. That was the one I wrote down, but I couldn't endorse it to the point where it was a bet. I, I was like, yeah, same mate. Right. He was just he was just on my list. I I, I can kind of see where. Where you come, where everyone's coming from with Fakira, he's running good races and he's always been staying uh, on. What, Looks right? like he wants to trip, but Five to one like this, this race, this is the sort of race where I've never really, I've never really uh, been able to nail the winner. So sort of a single figure price. He travels just, just, just wouldn't be for me. Uh, Galia de Mesnil race. Uh, so. Yeah, I'd, I'd kind of be with Fagan there at 25. Fair enough, that's Vanillier at 25 to 1. But after the confusion that was the Albert Bartlett, we'll move on to the feature race of the day, the feature race of the festival. It is the Cheltenham Gold Cup, and that is a market that is led by Album Photo, two-time winner going for a third straight Gold Cup last done by... Best mate. Best mate. Uh, I don't know. Yeah, sure. I'll take one. Yes. <laughs> it, it was, of course, best mate. Uh, and that, uh, you can back Alvin Photo for, to win the, his third straight uh, Gold Cup at 5-2. to two. Champ is second fan at 9-2. It's fives Aputar. It's a sea of blue for Royal Pagai, uh, available at 7-1. to one. He wasn't going for this race yesterday. That's why it's a sea That's of blue. That's why it's a sea of blue. That tells me that. Manila Indo is available at 10s. It's 12-1, to one, Santini and Frodon, former winner Native Rivers available at 14s, as is Kenboy, and it is bigger the rest. Uh, great to see ASO just still turning up at massive prices in these races. Uh, <laughs> Rob Alexander, album photo, can it, can it write itself into horse racing legend? Can he write itself into horse racing legend uh, for winning a third successive? Yeah, of, of course he can. I think he is deserved favourite. He's taken the same route as he... Uh, has before. Uh, I think his prep work before his run at Tremor definitely sounded like it was uh, a little bit lower than it had been in previous seasons. Willie Mullins certainly wasn't, didn't sound quite as happy with how he was post-race after Tremor. So I don't know if uh, him having to be trained a bit harder after Tremor will affect his chances. But yeah, obviously worthy favourite his routine has remained the same the last couple of seasons comes here yeah definitely with a good chance the one the one that i like against him is uh aplutard is unexposed at the trip ran through the line in the the saddles chase over three miles when yeah performance on pretty heroic effort to actually get up and, and win that over three, suggesting that going even further wouldn't be that much of a problem. Like There's not maybe loads of juice left in the five to one, but he's got good form around Cheltenham. He's got pace. 
to still compete at a good level over two miles and two and a half miles. Uh, and he just looks a, yeah, he looks like he's got everything in his armory to now be, have a proper chance in the Gold Cup. Uh, and yeah, to be fair, to champ as well, like it was, it was good that he came back and, and ran well over two miles last time. Uh, but I would certainly be on Aplutard's side to give Album Photo the the best challenge, the big biggest challenge. Yeah, and I think so hard to win three gold cups that I would be arguably against Album Photo. I think Aplutard will win the gold cup. Aplutard to win the gold cup at five to one, according to Rob Alexander, Martin Fagan. What do you think? Is album photo uh, a good uh, the horse to get three in a row? Oh, he's muted. Ah, oh, he's muted. He said it would happen. Uh, it's it's a devastating uh, set of affairs here for a judge's guide podcast. Can he unmute himself, Martin Fagan? Yeah. Yeah. I was letting I was letting the dust settle before it, before he gave me opinion. <laughs> uh, no, yeah, I can definitely see. Um... I can see why people would fancy album to win it to win his third one. Um, obviously, he's won two in a row. He's 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 been there, done that. I don't know what more I can say. Um, the, the one thing I would say is I agree with Rob in terms of the best the best horse uh, the best challenger, and he's actually my bet in the race. Uh, would be Aplutard. He's the kind of horse you want for this. He's a young up and comer. Uh, I think he needed every yard. Of the three mile at Leopardstown to get up last time, and I really liked how he was staying on at the end of last year's Ryanair as well. Um, he looked beat. He looked like he was going to get beat ten lengths, or well, five ten lengths, whatever. And he, he stayed on. He stayed on really well that day. Don't know what he was beating in the end. I think he probably he yeah, might have a lengths. Yeah. So he, he stayed on really well. Um, he's got, as I said, he's got the, the right sort of profile. And the main reason why he's me bet is just I just look at the rest of the field and just think there's not much else in there that. Um, I'm confident he's going to run the race. So he just looks a good each way bet for me. Um, I would have said this if he was running in the National and Chase, but he's running in the fucking best race of the week. So I'm going to say it with even more confidence. But one of the best bets of the week has got to be Royal Pagai, fucking play, uh, place lay. <laughs> this all, like, you look at the horses like fucking Albium and Aplutard, Ken, but even Champ and all that, like, they've got proper form at Cheltenham. Royal Pagai, he's been winning handicaps on fucking disgusting ground. Like his last his last run over uh, off one five six, Haydoch, literally Haydoch had armbands on and he won sixteen. Haydoch, Haydoch, he had armbands on and won off one five six. It just it just wouldn't be this. And he's Venetia Williams trained. Uh, not for me. Uh, Absolute oh, is the best is, is the best for me each way. And depending on if, if he stays the same sort of price he is now or he shortens up. I'll be laying Royal Pagai for the place. But um, yeah, I, of, of the others, like the ones we haven't mentioned, I can kind of see Santini running a good race, but he, I can't see him. I can't see him winning. Not good enough to win, is he? Yeah, I can't see him winning. But yeah, Aplutard is the one for me. Back the years, maybe? Aplutard would be the one for me. I think he's got good Cheltenham form, obviously, in the yeah, Novice Handicap Chase. Ran well in the Ryanair. Uh, proved himself over, over three miles in a grade one last time. And he's open to improvements. He's young and over over the trip and stuff as well. So yeah, nine to two each way. It, it looks a good bet for me. 
A number of reasons to back Akutar. Barnes tells me I need a lot of rain for Native River to win. Fair enough. But Barnes, I mean, you look down that list. Kenboy was fab going into the Gold Cup, what, last year? Um, um, Native River has won a Gold Cup. Frodon has got many a victory under the uh, ride of Bryony Frost. I mean... <laughs> I don't think Kenboy's ever been favoured for a Gold Cup. Kenboy was five last year, no? Was it? No. Okay. Was he? Nah, no, 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 he wasn't. No. Sure. I think he was, I think he was five last year. Al Boom was five last year because he won it the previous. Fair enough. Maybe, maybe it was two years maybe ago. Kenboy, so, um, so, talking at a podcast, Kenboy was once uh, at that point in a, when we're recording a podcast. Either way, my point is that there is some depth in this field. Virgil's point is Kenboy has been a fav for a race once in his life. Yeah, <laughs> they both plucked Barnes, they both plucked Apoutard uh, as fav for this Gold Cup. But have you got a differing opinion? I can see why they want to take on Album Photo. Is um, is it is never really convinced despite winning two Gold Cups. I mean, he wasn't a great novice at all. Like he, he uh, fell when he when he was well beat by uh, President Percy. Just, just kind of a strange situation with him, and I respect him. I respect his trainer, but it wouldn't be for me. Champ was really impressed with his jumping at uh, in the game spirit, but even so, five to one is insane, especially when you consider that uh, Manella Rindo should have beat him last year, and he's more than double the price. I, I'll, I'll just take a chance with Manella Rindo this year. I, I was really disappointed that uh, Rachel didn't decide to ride him, but so it, Min- it is what it is. Minella Indo, you can back it eleven to one best price currently. Yeah. I, I, I think the last race was basically a recovery mission. They, they didn't want to. They didn't want to build about running the race. They wanted to give him his confidence back. Homes, they? Yeah. they wanted to give him his confidence back, and he's great at Cheltenham. He loves Cheltenham. He loves the spring, and. Uh, I, th- I think it'll be a different horse this time, and if he if he can be in the van, I think it'll be very hard to beat. Um, Twelve to one, love of man. <laughs> Fair enough, Minella Indo for Barnes. I've got to say that I, I'm not. It's not a tip, but I absolutely know I will be backing should he be declared. Aso uh, mm-hmm. each way will definitely be on what, my betting uh, slip. What? <laughs> no reason. What why. price would you back Froden at, Pete? Hey, hey. What? What price would Fro- Frodon be in your book? Oh, don't start this. I, I might have been half pissed on the on the second day podcast, but I've been drinking a couple of uh, glasses of water since because the one thing I didn't want to do was put up Frodon for this. <laughs> <laughs> and on that note, we will move away from the Gold Cup where Aplutard and Minella Indo are your bets and move to the Fox Hunters Chase. Or the if Hunters Frodon chase. wins it, racing will be the loser. There you go. I've always, I've always said that. Uh, the the hunter chase. Yeah, if if Frodon wins this, it will be the fucking worst five minute interview we've ever seen from Bryony. Oh what was the God. biggest disaster when uh, coronavirus, coronavirus or Bryony Frost? Chat <laughs> it's taken us four hours, but we finally got there. Uh, anyway, the fan for the hunter chase, which is your uh, fifth race on Friday. Is a bill away at 11 to 4. Bob and Co is your 92 second fab. It is basically double figures. Uh, well, it, it came to pass is a 9 to 1 third favourite. It's double figures and bigger the rest, uh, or 10 to 1 bigger the rest, I suppose. Uh, Barnes, the Hunter Chase, have you got a big view? I know you're a Hunter Chase guru. Uh, very far from it. Um, oh, I was disappointed. <laughs> Shamaran looked interesting to me. Uh, 
I, I see it's going to be written by Harry Coughlin, so it, it was it was kind of interesting to me. But Shamrock available at sixteen to one. Mm. There you go, kind of interesting, but that's, well, he's not going to ride the second favourite, which I assume he had the chance to. So, um, the horse he beat last time, which was um, Ka- cousin Pascal, cousin Pascal, yeah, he he won a hundred shares since. So, um, yeah, I was kind of interested in him. He's, he's unexposed. He's an eight-year-old, which is interesting for this kind of race, but. Yeah. Um, it wouldn't be a strong fancy. I don't know much about the hunting chases. Fair enough, Fagan. A hunter chase fancy for you? Yeah, uh, it's shite, mate. Okay, Rob. A hunter chase fancy. Uh, well, yeah. The reason that I knew Shamaron beat cousin Pascal is because I put him up as my bet in the race. If it comes to that, and it will come to yeah, that. it will come to it that. Will. I thought he showed plenty of determination to win that. Yeah, he's a young horse. Cobden in the plate isn't a bad thing. Uh, probably need to brush up his jumping a little bit, but I think he'll give a good of an account of himself at a big price. And yeah, the fav is the correct fav and should certainly go well for Willie Mullins. Uh, was a bit too inexperienced to win this last season, uh, but has proven himself to be the top one in Ireland anyway, so should, nice. should go well. Okay, that is Shamaron available at 16 to 1. Uh, and we breeze through to the penultimate race of the day, and it's the first time appearance of the Mayor's Chase at the Cheltenham Festival, and it is Ellie May, who is your shortest favourite on Friday, I think. Uh, I, I mean, we've been just doing all these races, so I should remember. Ellie May is available at 13 to 8 biggest. You're probably really realistically looking at 6 to 4. Uh, Cole Reavy in second fab, three to one, a bit of seven to two available. Shattered Love backed her a few times. Uh, she's available at 13 to two. Annie Mack is eight. It's 16s and bigger the rest. Also, Retta 20s. Might have to have a bet on that on the day. Uh, <laughs> don't know why, but just... <laughs> go for it. Just, uh, it, it, it jumps out. Uh, Martin Fagan, are you available to give us a, a dis- your dissertation on the novices, mayor's, uh, the mayor's chase, sorry? Uh, sorry, as as much been said yet. Sorry, mate. Uh, I got a bit distracted there. The dog dog was going wild. Uh, nothing has been said. you I've come to you first. Uh, no, mate. No real view on this. Um, obviously, Fav Fav looks quite strong. She she's look she's looked like she's improved for the fence. Um, the one I thought looked shouldn't be out the frame really was Shattered Love. Uh, but it, it's, it looks like an obvious shout for an each way bet. Yeah, I, I wouldn't be uh, wouldn't be having a bet. I'd be keeping me cash for the last race of the day. Your power to drive for what is basically the highlight of the festival for you. Fair the Martin oh, Fagan pipe. Uh, so, David Barnes, the Mayor's Chase. Do you, um, the, the, the Fab is strong. Yeah, it's a big swing on whether Colreavy runs or not. We don't know that yet. But um, she's a very good mayor. I'd, I'd, I'd be very interested in it if she runs. But um, I agree with you, Church, actually. Um, Salsaretta was a huge prize for me. She was the favourite for this race when they opened the betting, and uh, you forgive a mare a, a bad run in the uh, winter, and she she felt the first the first time she ran, and the second time she was just never at the races. That just wasn't her day. So I mean, I I was really really impressed with her last season, and uh, it, it, if Willie thinks she she can go there. Then that Who's to say she can't? Yeah. Well, very strange. He hasn't mentioned her in any of the previews or anything, but he left her in the race, which 
trying to keep her under the radar, perhaps. And see what happens, Church. But if, if she turns up, I'll definitely move back in her 20 plus. Well, and I can tell you that I have plucked that and I will absolutely, I will take all the credit. <laughs> <laughs> Training credit, ownership credit, I'll take it all. Rob, uh, the the Mayor's Chase winner, is it is it Ellie May? She's certainly the most likely winner. Like, I agree with Martin. She looks like she's improved a lot for a fence. Uh, you can't really fault anything she's done. She's definitely the most likely winner, but at six to four or 13 to eight, I don't think she's going to see any of my money. Uh, agree with Martin again. I can certainly see Shattered Love running a massive race. She returns to the course and distance of her JLT success a few years ago. Uh, this is definitely a trip. She's been tried over three miles, not quite seen it out. She's been tried over two miles last time. And I thought her run last time over that shorter trip was certainly encouraging. Uh, she's on the same terms as that race. So she'll be getting three pounds from Ellie May. Uh, she's got proven festival form. Like she even ran not a bad race. I think it was in the Ryanair last season. For a long way, she certainly ran okay. Uh, I'd certainly rather be on her at thirteen to two or six yeah. compared to the the young pretender. And then just going to give a squeak to another one, uh, another older horse that certainly always run runs well at Cheltenham is Happy Diva. Uh, she certainly has probably looked a bit regressive at times this season, but she could certainly go well again as one that's as a horse that definitely handles the course. But yeah, I'd say Shattered Love's my bet in the race. Shattered Love, you can get a 13 to 2, as Rob says. Her happy Diva, a, a nod for her. She's available at 16 to 1. A bit of 20s available, in fact, but mm -hmm. realistically, you're looking at 16s. Uh, okay, and we move on to the the final race of the festival, one of the saddest moments of the year for many, but uh, potentially one of the happiest moments of the year for Martin Fagan, a race he <laughs> loves trying to find the angle. So Fagan, tell us, this year's Martin Pipe, have you got the winner for us? Honestly, Church, I'm not, I'm not, not too sure this year. <laughs> um, as you said, it's a, it's a race I do love. Um, I do love having a bet in. And even though we got fucking terrible luck last year, I still feel like the process we went through was right. We were on the boss's Oscar, who came fifth at a nice price. He went off 11. We were on five o'clock at nice price as well. He, he went off seven to one, came seventh after um, nearly unseated his rider on, on the on the bend, going out to second circuit, I think it was. And then we were also on Colin of Fire. He went off 13 to 2 and felt the last win. I think he would have won. So, the, obviously, the process I normally go through is, is not far off. Of, uh, can't speak. Uh, not, not far off of, of, of a process that works, I think. But yeah, this, this year just seems a bit weird. As, as kind of seems to be the theme with some of these handicap hurdles, this, this race just looks a lot weaker than. Than what I've uh, when I've looked at in the past, and um, the one I have backed, Anti Post, I've had a little bet on the Mullins horse, uh, gentleman to me, just because when I, a couple of weeks ago when I when I looked at the entries, he, he had one entry and it was just this race, 
I thought that was a bit that was, that was a bit strange. Oh, sorry, there's the dog barking. Uh, yeah, I thought it was a bit strange because you know Willie Mullins usually does um, the scattergun approach. You know, he has them entered in fucking everything. But yeah, he had the one he had the one uh, entry in this race, so I thought that was quite significant. So I backed him, but uh, I couldn't really convince anyone to back gentleman to me. Like he's had one run in in Ireland. I think he's off a mark of one three nine. I just don't know whether whether that's a good mark or not, but obviously the way the way Saint Saint Ra won the county last year after having one run, um, he has to be respected for Willie Mullins. And then, uh, if you've been listening to this, if you've listened to this podcast before, there's one thing I always say, and it's just I always go back and look through all the stats and say how good of a record uh, Giggenstown have in this race. It's absolutely crazy, and um, they've got I think they've got two at this stage that look like they're going to run. Uh, I'm not sure about Dallas to pick on, but <sighs> less said about him, the better after, after what he uh, let, let us all down for a couple of years ago. But yeah, uh, the one of Gordon's or Denise Foster, whatever Gordon's really is a frontal assault. Now he doesn't do anything at all quickly. He's a big slow boat, but them sorts of horses for gigging sound have, have, have done well in this race. Um, I can see him maybe with a bit of headgear on or something going off quite close to the front and just a bit like what blow by blow did that year. He's obviously he was obviously a lot a lot cla- a lot classier horse. Uh, but yeah, frontal assault would would have a, would be interesting for me just because of the fact that he's one of the Gord- one of Gordons, and I think the only other one, one of Gordons is um, I forgot his name Ah Volcano. He ran in a decent maiden first time with this year. He's only beat six or seven lengths behind Dashdale Bob. There was some other decent horses, uh, second or third in that race. He's got a mark of one three two, and he, I think, he won last time out. And Gordon mentioned after the race that he'd be a, he'd be a decent decent horse for the Martin Pipe. But at the time, I thought he just would he just wouldn't be high enough in the weights. I thought he'd be like he is now, one hundred and thirty or one two eight, one two nine sort of thing. So he never he never crossed my mind. But now the way that the festival is, it seems to be. Uh, small amount of runners and all the lower sort of, all the lower sort of handicaps, uh, lo- all the lower sort of marks are, g- are going to get into these races. So I do think, even though he's, I think he's, yeah, he's what, 51 on the list. I do think he's got a chance of getting in. <sighs> Normally I'd come in here with all the form lines and tell you this is a certainty or this or that. The only reason I'm saying this, Falcano might have a chance is just because it's trained by Gordon Elliott. And he, and the main thing is he had a, he had a good few in this race and he's took them all out. So, that says to me, frontal assault on Falcano. Maybe like must must be fancied. Yeah. There's not. I, I would normally come in here. I wouldn't tell you all. You need to back these at twenty to one and all that. And I just don't have that this year. Like I think gentleman to me, if he's well backed on the day, obviously could have loading and well, two, the two obvious. Terrible, sorry, the, sorry, the, the two obvious ones of Gordon Falcano and frontal assault could go well. Um, but yeah, it just depends what's what's declared on the day. There's a few more interesting ones in there. Obviously, Gabby Nacho for uh, Cromwell. He's, he's he's the type he's the type of horse that if he was trained by Gordon or whatever, you'd look at you'd look at him and think, yeah, he looks the type for this. But at the price he is now 11, 12, that wouldn't be for me. Uh, Champagne Gold, who I mentioned for the county, is in here, is in this market 12, but I think he wants uh, two miles, and then. <laughs> There's a horse that I did say at the start of this season was was one of me was going to be one of my favourite novices over two miles and he just disappointed a few times. I know Barnes is going to speak about him later, but yeah, um, 
fire attack. I, I won't say much more about him because I know Barnes is going to mention him, but yeah, fire attack would be interesting as well. Okay, I, cool. I, I, I haven't I haven't really made my mind up on this race. The only bet I've had is the Mullins thing, Andy Post, but so the Mullins yeah. thing is gentle under me. He is five to one. Fav frontal assault uh, uh, is available at twenty to one across the board. Including if I was for if I was forced to back one now, Church, it'd be probably be frontal assault because he frontal he, assault. That is twenty one. Yeah, he's the he's the Gordon twenty five to one. I'm just going to keep going. It's twenty five to one. He's the Gordon. He's the Gordon Elliot Giggins down there, and that's yeah, what you know. Right. Yeah. Uh, David Barnes. Martin mentions that you quite like the idea of fire attack in this race. Yeah, I like him a lot. I've liked him since he was one for us. I'm really surprised uh, Martin wasn't really keen on him for this race. First, uh, we spoke about him a lot, but he, he's kind of a this kind of head case horse that's uh, been just pulling for his head in these two mile races. He's been running in top races, really good races, and uh, looking like he'll be there at the end of them. But he, he's always just kind of faded out of them. I'm just hoping that this fast pace and this um, extra half mile will be the making of him and uh, kind of let him settle himself and see himself home. He was um, second to Fakiera, who's one of the favourites for the year, Albert Bartlett, by uh, half a length over two and a half miles. So I, I, I've always thought a, a further trip, I know Fagan hasn't really agreed with that, but uh, I've always thought a further trip would be the making of him. The other horse that I really liked in this a really big price was Mill Green. Um, he was sixth in this race last year. Um, he he went off three figures on the exchanges. He's tried chasing, it didn't suit him. Uh, a small field never would suit him. What he wants is a really fast pace because he's a slow horse, but he's an out and out stayer. And uh, hopefully if he gets um, a decent gallop in this and a decent claim will deliver him at the right time. That is Mill Green, who you can back at 33 to 1, 25 with five places. I wouldn't uh, back 33. I think it'd be massive on the day. Like, and yeah. Fire Attack is currently 18 to 1 with five places, but again, like the potentially drifts a little No, I'd, I'd take 18. I couldn't see him much being bigger. Okay. Uh, Rob, the, the Martin Pipe, the final race of the festival. Yeah, looking at my notes here, I've got two that we've already discussed. Uh, Gentleman to me, I'll just do a little bit on that. Uh, Willie Mullins' quote uh, posters win at Nace was quite interesting. Said that the horse had had a setback earlier in the season, so he's basically half it or even less for that run at Nace. I said his sheer ability got him through there, uh, and he was quoted as saying uh, he would look more like a Ballymore horse to me. I think he will improve as he goes up in trip. I think if Willie Mullins is rating a horse uh, with the ability to run in a Ballymore, uh, then a mark of one three nine looks pretty encouraging for this race. Well, that's uh, actually right. I think he had a, it. He, sorry, what I said before, he did have an entry in the Ballymore and the Martin Pipe. Just to correct myself from before, great. and what you've said there, like it just shows, like if he thinks he's that good, one three nine, probably yeah, thinks he's better than that, don't you? Could be handicap block that uh, again. Uh, yeah, I put down frontal assault as well. I think point Martin. Yeah, he made a load of good points about frontal assault, but I think his bumper form actually suggests he's a horse with a bit of, with a little bit of pace as well. Like he, he doesn't really seem to do anything quickly over hurdles, but he has solid enough bumper form behind the lights of Fernie Hollow and Ergamine. So I think he's got a decent each way chance. 
Uh, and then the one that hasn't been mentioned that I put down at a bigger price is Saint Sonnet, who was really, really well fancied for the uh, what was the Paddy Power, or what is still the Paddy Power, uh, the November meeting over fences. Goes back over hurdles now. Uh, I think he has what looks like reasonable ability over hurdles, looking at his French runs and... I think a return to smaller obstacles to get a bit of confidence could be just what he's after. And I think he can run a, a decent race at 33s or bigger. And that is, sorry? Saint Sonnet. Saint Sonnet at 33s and bigger. Lovely to see. Fagan finishes off then. Uh, that was an interesting one because. No, don't. That's the shot down there. That's the same owner who's got the. Um, Langadan. Owner source in the race, yeah. And they might want to pull him out just so uh, they can get but, him in. That's also it's funny. Uh, yeah. It's funny actually because both can't win. <laughs> <laughs> and on such a on such a well, that's only one. That was a really good performance in the Imperial Cup, surely. Uh, him a prayer. Who? What was? What horse was that? Sorry, in the Imperial Cup. Uh, Langadan for Skeleton. Langadan. Of course, that one one punter at Paddy, the million pounds. You'd yeah. Be happy with that, wouldn't you? You wouldn't have happy, <laughs> Fagan, you, you promised 20 seconds and no more to finish out the Martin Pipe. So come on, give me your 20 yeah, seconds. Yeah, all, all I was going to say was Barnsley made it out like I hated him. Uh, by attacking this, but I don't hate him. Like, I didn't, Dave, you go back through the stats of this race for the last, well, for the last forever, and you just look at gigging and horses. If you backed all them, you'd be... I, I, I think it was last podcast or the one before I showed you how much you'd be winning. So, yeah. Back and frontal assault and fire attack would not be the worst approach to this um, this to this race. Fair enough, uh, and that is it. That is it. That's your Cheltenham Festival previewed. Bang, done. I want your maps for Friday, please, gentlemen. Uh, I want your the the horses that you are sure are going to win. I want your best bets at a price. Uh, for Friday. For Friday at the moment. So Rob, your your nap for Friday. Well, considering it's Gold Cup Day, I'll go with Aplutard in the Gold Cup. Aplutard in the Gold Cup. Sensational. And then I really like uh, Champagne Gold each way in the county. Champagne Gold in the county. Hurdle. Lovely. Uh, David Barnes, your naps of the day. Uh, Zanahir would be my nap. Zanahu. That, of course, in the Triumph. Yes. Um, Minella Indo. Minella Indo in the Gold Cup. Lovely. And uh, Martin Fagan, your nap of the naps of the day. Hey, George, I know it's not great to do the same as someone else, but mine's exactly the same as Rob's. Uh, my nap would be absolutely bad in the gold cup, and me each way bet would be champagne gold in the country. No, no issue with that at all. Just strengthens that. And lads, I want your best bets of the festival. I want your nap of the festival and your best bet at a price. And the same sort of thing we've been doing on a daily basis, but for the whole week. Which horse, Martin Fagan, are you Abacadabra. most will win its race. Abracadabra. 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 Okay. And then and then it just depends what you mean with each way. Do you want like a double figure price or... No, like... I, I want your best... Your be- yes, I want your best bet at a price. The sort of... You, the most lively bet, I suppose, I'm, I'm thinking. A nice, uh, a, a nice each way Yankee we're going to have. I'm... Well, yeah. I've, given me, I've given you an app. Come back to me for the each way one. Brilliant. Nice and smooth. Uh, Barnes, your, your two best bets of the week. Uh, next destination is the Banker. I think that's going to be half the price it is now. 
That's the next destination, and that is running in the National Hunt Chase on Tuesday. Yeah, and um, the each way bet will be Sam Crow, yes. Sam Crow, and that is running in the Ryanair Chase on Thursday. Yeah. Okay. Rob Alexander. Yes. Best bet of the week? You're the horse you, you think is most likely to win at least, or you, you're knack of the week? Yeah. Uh, I maybe didn't sound as strong enough as I needed to in the this preview of Friday, but yeah, Aplutard. Aplutard, wow. Yeah. Aplutard to win the Gold Cup is your nap of the week. I'd yeah. love to see that. That is, as you say, is of course running wow. in the Gold Cup. And your sort of each way bet of the week, the sort of, if we're having an each way Yankee, which yeah, I mean, this year should. definitely will be doing. Uh, let's go for Second. It is worth pointing out uh, that last year of the four naps and the four next bet or the sort of four each way, we had uh, I think seven places or something like that, and a couple a couple of winners within those seven places. We did. So uh, there you go. Yeah, I, I really like, last year's. I really like Milliner for the per temps, but Milliner as that horse may not run. may not get in. Uh, I think I write cannot be out of the places in the Ultima. I write cannot be out of the places in the Ultima, which is of course right on Tuesday. Fagan, your best each way bet? Uh, the boss's Oscar won't be out of the frame. The boss's Oscar will not be out of the frame, and that is running in the Patomps. 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 Boss's Oscar. Great. Uh, and I, I'm going to, this is where I chip in. Yeah. Uh, picking out what has been napped up so far and picking out a best each way bet. There's been a lot of big statements made. And I mean, obviously, there has been, this is what Fish Pond. podcast Fish is all about. But I will be backing Concertista in the Mayor's Hurdle. Uh, I don't care that it's not the world's biggest prize. She wins. Uh, and your your each way bet, I said it earlier, and Barnes agreed. It's Salsaretta. It's 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 Salsaretta. It's just it's too big a price. I've said it. I've I've, I've always said it. Uh, <laughs> it's always been said. I've always said it. There you go. I mean, if that horse wins, by the way, tremendous, absolutely, absolutely big, big uh, shouts from me. Uh, so, Abacadabras, next destination: Aplutar and Concertista. Is your nap Yankee? The that's a fucking nap. Fucking nap. Yeah, that's wins that. The boss is Oscar Samcro. I write and Salsaretta is your each way Yankee of winners as well. I'd like to thank you very much, Robert Alexander. It's been an absolute pleasure as always to return. Uh, thank you as ever, Martin Fagan. Thank you, Church. It's been good. I know I'm an illegal alien and I wasn't able to join you today, but it's been good, even though I've had to dial in. He's missed. He's missed out on wings. Uh, and also some rosé moet uh, that was, of course, enjoyed. I wouldn't have been. I wouldn't David have been. Barnes. Thank you, Barnesy. Fagan, you've been missed. Uh, I wouldn't have been drinking that moet, oh. <laughs> uh, Life moves on. A pleasure to have you, Barnes. Thank you very much. Uh, and we would all like to thank you, the listener, for sticking with us throughout Cheltenham. Best of luck for the festival. I hope you enjoy every race, and I hope you find. That we have provided. Oh, me, Church. You have a go at me for chatting shit, and now you're doing this. <laughs> I have been Richard Churchill. We have been a Judges Guide podcast for the 2021 Cheltenham Festival. Best of luck. <laughs>